welcome to Coffee to Go, where we center ourselves in the seasons, scriptures, and holy days of the Christian tradition. I'm Karen Peter, and I'm here with Blake Smith, and we welcome you on the journey. So, where is Jesus this week? Well, we are getting towards the end of ordinary time. And if you recall, ordinary time are the the counted Sundays between Pentecost and the beginning of the next Christian year in Advent, the first Sunday of Advent. So it takes us all through uh, summer and into autumn. In the Northern Hemisphere, I'm trying to think what that would be in the Southern Hemisphere. It would be all through (laughs) winter and into spring um, in this particular time. And here we find again ourselves in Jerusalem where Jesus is facing down those uh, cantankerous tricksters that we refer to as the religious leaders. They are getting more and more frustrated and they are getting more and more heinous if we if we want to really be uh, true to the gospel here. They are getting desperate and they are looking for a way to take Jesus down. So another trap and where they really try to get an answer from him that will give a reason to um, vindicate their own perspective. And that is which is the most important of God's laws. So let's hear the interaction, Blake. It's so obvious uh, through these, uh, the way these passages are told in succession like this, that these guys must've been getting really desperate. I mean, they were, they were working so hard. I think myself, I would have given up by now, but yet they come in for yet another attack. So our scripture comes today from Matthew the 22nd chapter, and it's the 34th through the 46th verse. Teacher, Moses said, if a man dies childless, his brother shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers among us. The first married and died childless, leaving the widow to his brother. The second did the same. So also the third, down to the seventh. Last of all, the woman herself died. In the resurrection, then, whose wife of the seven will she be? For all of them had married her. And Jesus answered them, You are wrong, because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection, people neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. And as for the resurrection of the dead, Have you not read what was said to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is God not of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowds heard it, they were astounded at his teaching. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, an expert in the law, asked him a question to test him. Teacher. Which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them this question. 
What do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? They said to him, the son of David. And he said to them, how is it then that David, by the spirit, calls him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David thus calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one was able to give him an answer, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. So this passage really condenses all the teaching, preaching, ministry, callings, questions, and witness down to this, this very good news. If you love God, love others, period. Do this and all else falls into place. When you, when, when you do those things, self-centeredness moves to healthy self-reflection. Greed and rampant consumption moves over for generosity and responsible choices and acts of justice and peace. What's best for each of us becomes what is best for all, family, neighborhood, earth. Independence becomes interdependence and lives itself out in community. Anger is replaced with empathy, a willingness to listen, seeking to understand. To love God is equal to loving others. It means to love others and loving others is equal to loving God. Pretty simple when you get right down to it. It's just, um, it's just, this is so real in our own lives as disciples, Blake. When we, when we hear the first part where the, the people are, are just trying to, I don't want to say nitpick, but it just seems like they're really trying to find, um, ways to reduce relationship with God to these, these steps, these checkoff points of you have to do this and this and this and this and this. And if you go outside of that, then you're outside of God's love. And to have all of that really brought back to it's about love. Um, don't we do that sometimes in congregations and group life as Christians? We go, oh, that person does ABC and so they don't qualify or, um, we find all these small reasons to repudiate someone or not be in a relationship with someone rather than looking at the big picture, which is God's love and how we model right. it. It's so evident today. Right. And I say that using the word simple, kind of tongue in cheek, because even how we define what is God's love in Christianity today, if you were to poll across traditions, you would get so many different answers, I would imagine. So some questions we might consider this week. How am I living a life of love for others in my spending, my vote, my social media posts, my community involvement? And what does loving God look like for me at this point in my spiritual journey? So now you're going to make it really hard because I have to live a life of love in my social media. <laughs> <laughs> what? For a lot of people, I mean, that's the last thing on, on their mind is they're engaged in social media. So, ooh, okay. Living a life of love. So we're going to really experience it this week. I think we need to uh, treat love 
like confetti. <laughs> we just need to throw some love around and just let it flutter down on everything and simply be extravagant um, with love this week. And so I have some ideas on what that might look like. Like if you're ready for some throwing some love confetti into the air to see I'm where it lands. Do it. Here goes. Put some sprinkles on your kids' toast. If you have kids in the morning, serve up toast or even cereal. Throw some of those, you know, candy sprinkles on the top of that just for fun and be a little extravagant one morning. Or perhaps let the cars merge <laughs> when you're driving on your commute this week. Just Sorry, let can't do that on. Yeah, what, Blake? I, I can't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to have to give me some more options. <laughs> but to be loving on social media, you have to let the cars merge. That's just how it's going to be. So let the cars Bye. merge <laughs> this <Bye>. week. <laughs> or when you go into the grocery store, I don't know about where you live, but we still sanitize our grocery cart with the, all the stores have the little wet wipes there to sanitize. So do your cart and then do a second one for the person coming in behind you. Or maybe throwing some love confetti might be visiting or calling a grandparent or a, another senior that you haven't visited with for a while. Or really look at people and acknowledge the people who who are kind of in a service industry in your world throughout the day. So the clerk at the store, the bank teller through the drive through the the person retrieving the grocery carts at Costco, uh, the barista at the coffee bar, whatever it might be, um, look at those people, acknowledge them as a co, um, co-creations in this realm of God's this week. And maybe even offer a prayer on someone's behalf, even if you don't pray, um, even if you don't think it makes any difference to pray for others, do it anyway, just for fun and see um, what happens. See if it changes you when you do that as a practice. So whatever it takes for you, um, throw some love around that goes beyond what's normal in your context. So our blessing today is attributed to Beatrice of Nazareth, who lived in the Netherlands and Belgium somewhere around the year 1000. As the fish swims freely in the vastness of the seas, as the bird soars boldly in the vastness of the air, so I feel my spirit roaming free in the depths and heights and immensity of love. Thank you for joining us here today at Coffee to Go. We invite you to join us this Wednesday for a special episode of Coffee to Go in honor of All Saints Day. Then, of course, join us next week for the next part of our journey through the liturgical seasons and holy days of the Christian tradition.